0: I'm Rachel Johnson, co-host of the EduGals podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey, Steve here, and my podcast, Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, is hosted on Podbean. If you use my affiliate link when you sign up for podcast hosting, you will get one month free. I've been on Podbean for the whole existence of my podcast since November of 2013. In that time frame, I've had nonstop service. I've had easy access to assistance when I needed help. I've been able to upload unlimited pictures and podcast episodes. The dashboard is easy to use. My Podbean community has grown tremendously. Looking at starting a podcast? Well, use my affiliate link to get one month free of hosting. Go to my website at stephenmoletto.com sponsors and click on the Podbean hosting link to see what plans are offered and choose the one that you like the best. You'll be glad you did. Hey, welcome back, Steve here. And today I'm talking with Hanin Salem from the Novus Consulting Group. We're focused on the need for cybersecurity awareness and training for students and teachers, as well as you know sharing potential career paths in the cybersecurity fields. So much to learn today. This is a cool conversation and so much needed. Thanks for listening, and uh, by the way, it'd be so cool if you'd go to my website, stephenmuleto.com slash reviews, and uh, rate the podcast. Could you do that for me? Thanks so much. You're awesome. Enjoy the show. Boone Titanium Rings, found on the web at boonrings.com, is an affiliate partner of Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12. And I'm also a customer. I have this really cool ring that's ca- got these carved pistons and-, and stars in it. I love it. They make rings of titanium that are carved, laser-cut, and engraved, as well as they have inlays of many types of materials, like meteorite, acrylic, wood, carbon fiber, and so many other types. They also have special collections that are incredible designs. One of the top sellers are the Gamer Rings, the Stealth Series, and the Black Zirconium. As a note, they also make earrings, pendants, cufflinks, and for you musicians, they make cool trumpet mouthpieces. Love it. Go to BoonRings.com and at checkout, use my code capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, number 12, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So go check them out. I love my ring, and I know that you will love yours.
0: You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now, here's Steve with this week's show.
1: Dr. Hanin Salem of Nova's Consulting Group has spent the past 25 years working with education systems worldwide to help school districts prepare their students for life after graduation. She has shifted her focus to cybersecurity due to the ever-growing globalized society and economy. She is now making it her mission to ensure that districts equip students to be leaders in cyber citizenship. Dr. Salem has over 20 years of executive-level experience in education and human capital development. As part of her affiliation with large international organizations, she led major educational reform initiatives in the Middle East region. Her interest is concerned with improving leadership's decision-making process through rigorous policy analysis combined with results-oriented public management methods, such as strategic planning and program evaluation. While serving as the Associate Director of the Education Unit at RAND Corporation, her work largely focused on K-12 and higher education reform, evaluation of the implementation of education policies, and examination of topics related to human capital formation and skills attainment in the MENA region and around the world. In her capacity as Regional Office Director, she served as advisor to several senior officials engaged in ambitious development reform initiatives. It's awesome to have uh, Hanini with us today, and thanks for joining me today, and say hi to everyone.
0: Hi, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you for the opportunity.
1: Well, I'm glad you're here. And uh, so, Hanin, let's start by talking about why the Novus Consulting Group exists. I mean, what's its purpose or its why?
0: Um, The Novus Consulting Group is, I'd like to introduce it as a firm that is dedicated to improving educational systems and empowering every student to make the world a better place. Um, We try to push new frontiers to improve education systems across the globe and support youth development. Uh, We partner with K-12 and higher education institutions to develop timely solutions that address pressing challenges that our education systems are facing. This includes its cyber citizenship course, uh, among many other courses we are currently working on right now, um, to make sure we're helping children and young people develop the wide range of personal qualities, skills, competencies that are needed as they transit to adulthood and um, higher education and the workplace.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So, so you got to know this. Um, if I ask you what it exists for, so you got to tell me what you do with them. What What do you do with the Novus Consulting Group?
0: Um, I'm the managing director and um, also um one of um, the few people that who founded the company at the beginning and uh, my job in particular, I've been working in the education system and education sector uh, for more than two decades right now and I came to know that sector very well. Uh, There are so many great things in our education systems around the world, but there are so many missing components, in my opinion. And while we continue to work uh, through our consulting arms on big challenges and issues that face these systems, um, our idea um, In at Novus Consulting Group was to come up with a number of courses that complement the current educational offerings and focus on those skills and competencies that continue to show up in our research as missing as these students transit from the K 12 system to the next stages in their lives. And this is also why, in for our cyber citizenship course, we called it that uh, because we specifically wanted to send the message that this is an attempt, this is a course that aims at improving those skills, those competences uh, beyond the subject offerings of a regular educational system that will better prepare young people for the other challenges that are facing them as they during their school years uh, but certainly as they transit to their next stages in life
1: Yeah that's uh, that's so important I mean who, who would have thought a long time ago when uh, um, people were you know in, in my age bracket when you know I had, Teachers who were introducing us to if then go to statements, which made games. You know, I had I had some math teachers in high school that you'd meet them in what was kind of sort of a computer lab, <laughs> and right. uh, and uh, I could get extra credit if I helped program in out of these magazines, these different uh, you know what were games. And you know, we've come from that type of environment where you know where everybody has these devices, a more powerful computer in their hands, with the phones and stuff, and the social media aspect where. I mean, I don't. You know, there's a lot of skills that we gotta we gotta learn about, and I don't mean typing and stuff like that. I mean, what what are some of those biggest problems you think that uh, kids really need to know about that you guys deal with with the cyber citizenship course?
0: I mean, we're trying. Of course, the cyber citizenship course covers the important components related to this particular, you know, talks about hackers, talks about malware, it teaches about social engineering, uh, vulnerabilities, you know. So there are cyber, uh, cyber hygiene, social media. This is all covered in the course. It But it also emphasizes on that aspect of what's my role? What is my role uh, in protecting myself, my family, my school, my community, my nation? So there's that citizenship um, component to it. And from our other, you know, from our research and other projects and what have you, there's almost a, a character education element to it. Right? It's about teaching perseverance. It's about teaching responsibility. Um, It's about uh, your obligations, your responsibilities. So yes, I have fun when I'm on social media, but you know, it's not, don't take this as a given right. You know, you are, you have to be a responsible young citizen and you have to deal with all these available tools um, with great responsibility and a sense of, again, citizenship.
1: That's awesome because I know that's that's something that uh, I think a lot of young people didn't realize as they, you know, as they got a l- little older. And, and some who are in, you know, these different age brackets still don't recognize until it comes back to kind of haunt them, which is that <laughs> whatever they're saying out there isn't yeah, going away. It's, and, it's uh, not going. <laughs> and they're, different ways of behaving with other people. And I, you know, you know, I think it's funny because like in, for some reason in the YouTube world, uh, people just like to just say bad things about people's videos. And it's like, right. Right.
0: right and 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 as you know issues around also bullying you know uh, it, it, it's another big issue that is um it just just haunts us all and and so uh we sort of indirectly touch upon these issues and we by the way it's of course it's almost like a, a a living document uh every single year and sometimes before a year is over we will we uh, we're committed to uh reviewing and revising and updating content to make sure it reflects the latest in the field and it includes all whatever latest developments. And there are so many developments that are taking place on almost monthly basis, if not daily basis. Um, And so the other thing, uh, Steve, that I wanted to mention is that Another objective of the course is really to ignite interest in the field. You know, there is a serious lack, if we talk work workplace, right, and um, in the on the supply uh, side of it, of um, uh, people who are skilled in in cybersecurity and and issues around uh, cyber, and, um, and and unless you. Uh, expose uh, students to the subject from an early age you know it it we think it will spark interest in a number of people who have the aptitude for studies like that and and hopefully um, will help guide them uh, to uh, pursue careers if this is suitable for them if this is something they is of interest of them they like and um, um, hence uh, hopefully contributing to uh, closing the gap.
1: That That's excellent because that's, you know, it is interesting because it, there is a whole different world out there that uh, is, should be real, you know, to some kids will be very exciting about, you know, I could find a career in this and, uh, and right. ho- hopefully not the hacking side of it, but the, oh, okay. <laughs> the defending <laughs> us against the hackers and all that sort of stuff. And, and I and I love that. That's uh, I mean to be able to expose them to that type of a of world that uh, could be fascinating to them. I know I've uh, I've met several people who it's it's their job to defend their corporation and keep constant um, monitoring of it, and they have a team that works worldwide because of what the corporations do. And I I think what a what a neat sort of thing. And and, and in in this case, this was a kid. You know, he was a kid <laughs> who. Yeah. Uh, um, just loved computers and then discovered through accident that there's a career path in this so
0: right and and as you said steve i mean the idea also a part of the the program you know when we were thinking about learning outcomes and objectives of the course um we um by design you know uh, we want uh, students who take this course to be aware that there is the good side of, of things and the bad side of things right and for those who have skills we don't want them to fall into the hacker side of things right we want them to utilize the skills they have um and be able to do good things and so we uh we we cover those topics and uh definitely because the course was Uh, designed not only by um, very competent and highly professional uh, cybersecurity uh, experts uh, and the best in the field, but also by um, educational people uh, who made sure it's age appropriate and um, and, and is tailored to be um, uh, well understood and digested by the targeted age group um so hopefully we will manage to to convey all these um messages
1: that's cool and i got to tell you it's it's so well needed because uh too often uh you know kids kind of have the focus that uh well you know just play around with this if i can make it happen i can make it happen whether there's a stop sign that says don't go any further right. and uh or not and uh whether it's right. uh, you know what they talk about or what they, uh, can do because they've learned that, uh, you know, a long time ago, uh, um, you know, school systems you know, for the most part, school systems have gotten better, but you still have things like this. But I can remember in the early days, there were a system that I was, uh, connected with there were kids that got caught eliminating, they would hide the mail system, <laughs> the email oh, system. Yeah.
0: They would. Yeah. It happened in my school too when I was. Nice. <laughs> nice.
1: <Yeah. It's laughs> yes, like... absolutely. It's like, why, why did you do that? Because at first, everybody thought they deleted it. It turned out that they didn't know how to delete it, but they could hide it from everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. that's
0: exactly. Right. And, and you know what? I mean, if, if you have those sort, those sort of skills, and if you are able to do stuff like that, let's put it into good use, right? <laughs> and exactly. that's the citizenship side of it. You know, it's not a technical um, um, course per se, right? It, but it, it serves um, um, several, we have several object, objectives like the ones I've discussed. And, um, and it, by covering the material in the course, we are pretty confident that we will, the student who takes the course, will end up being very well-prepared, fully prepared to protect him or herself and their communities and, and their schools and what have you. And, you know, hackers, the students are the weak link, right? This is how hackers can get into the more lucrative systems at the house, at schools, you know, uh, fathers or mothers or parents, institutions, what have you. So that's def- that defense line needs to be fortified.
1: That's... it's. Incredible what you're talking about because yeah I, I was listening to something the other day where the uh, the the cyber specialist was talking about things that people do with Facebook and uh, different social media aspects they're not thinking yeah. the type of information they're giving out and kids right. definitely exactly. think from exactly. exactly where they live and what what's going on in their world so right, right. so just crazy yeah. so it's, it's, go, go ahead I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I mean, I'm just saying. It just it's it's a it's a different world, you know, and it needs different tools, and it needs equipping students with a different set of skills and knowledge that was, you know, just few years ago we were not even thinking about.
1: You got that right. <laughs> Who was thinking that someone would be coming after, especially coming after school systems? Because you think of cyber wars and stuff like this, dealing with high end corporations where people trying to steal um, top level security secrets and stuff like this, not coming after school systems where, you know, the, you know, the famous movie with Ferris Bueller where someone's trying to go in there and change his grade, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No, yeah, definitely.
0: And then we've also, Steve, I'd like to add that we've added another, yet another component to the course, which is accreditation. And, you know, with, with accreditations, it just, It's a way to prove our commitment to ensure students receive the highest quality training to protect themselves now and to help them reach their full potential in life after college. And so, you know, there was a lengthy accreditation process that we went through to make sure that um, the course meets the strict education standards that are contemporary Contemporary, engaging, focus on improving practice. And, um, you know, I'm not going to go through um, the various guidelines, um, but they are pretty stringent and um, and, and require a lot of effort and continuous effort. And that is something we are fully committed to.
1: That's awesome. That, you know, one of the things I have to ask, you, um, when, when someone uh, – Completes this course. I mean, who, who are the people teaching the course? I mean, it, how is it uh, accessed and you know, how is it, uh, we're, we're going to get into, I got a whole bunch of questions around this, but yeah. really who are your in, instructors and uh, um, what does the course look like? I guess is what I'm really asking.
0: So yes, of course. So it's a, it's a nine mod, there are nine modules in the course, right? And it's thought it is, it can be, um, it is fully online but there are 24 hours uh, support system and um so dedicated um, highly qualified people who are there to answer questions we've designed it in a way we've anticipated um some uh of what we expected the questions that would arise and we've prepared answers so those can pop up you know uh, it's 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 an interactive program Um, And like I said, if a student is stuck, and a student can take the course, by the way, on their laptop, on their iPhone, uh, you know, um, they can start it, stop when they want, go back again. And it's a gated course, so you cannot move to the next module unless you successfully uh, finish and answer the questions at the end of the module before it. And and so those assessments are uh, very relevant, of course. And um, we spent a lot of time worked with uh, many experienced people to make sure um, that it flows well. Uh, the assessment is relevant and enough. And uh, all the way until the end, where you will get ba- You will get badges when you end when you successfully finish every module. And at the end of it, you can get the certificate uh, from city and Guilds, uh, which, uh, you know, it's a very distinguished accreditation um, that a student can add uh, to their um, CV um, and use that, you know, later on in college, when they go into the workplace. So it just, it's a win-win all around.
1: Yeah, I can imagine that looked pretty good on uh, applying to colleges that it shows that you've done you've exactly. um, no, basically you're saying no matter what I've done before, I've completed a citizenship <laughs> and, and I'm better now. So I've, I look what I did.
0: <laughs> right.
1: I like that. The uh, um, well, well, that's cool. So, you know, who really is, is an individual student, your target or families or school systems? I mean, who, who, how, how do they access this? Or is it, I mean, can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Sure, it's, it's really all the above, right? So we have um, individual students who just approach us. We have individual parents, you know, who approach us and they want to buy for their one or two or more kids. And then we have um, a school system. Sometimes, you know, we're talking with some districts at this point, um, and um, there are a couple of actually governments around the world who are interested in this. And lastly, we've had... Um, Expression of interest by a couple of um, really the largest NGOs in the world. So they are looking at um, buying licenses uh, for larger uh, numbers of students, in and then making it off, uh, make it in making um, the course available for um, in one case uh, disadvantaged um, uh, communities or you know whatever the target of the ngo is so um um so so that's kind of like it it really covers it. and it's made you know it's not like designed for just larger schools or smaller schools or individuals anyone can take it
1: that's excellent i, I like that because that's uh, knowing that you don't have to be a big organization to have no. to, to be able to participate um, right because uh, I know in my audience, I have a little bit of everything represented. So that, that's cool that uh, they can hear that. That it's possible they could, as an individual, reach out and uh, take the absolutely. course. Very nice. absolutely So what, let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what type of data do you think is uh, most at risk of a cyber attack that students should be aware of? I mean, what's, what's some of that stuff that they're running into that they really should be just, hello, red lights going off, you know, type of thing
0: right and and we talk about that in the course as well of course your personal students personal data right is is the obvious one and the problem with with or the challenge or the risk with with being hacked it's it's not only you it's it's the system you know at your house at your school um and there was an incident lately when a school had to shut down because of i think two or three days because of because of uh Hackers attack. Um, so so that data can go from anything from the profile of the student, their name, their information, their um, and, and their grades, their profile, their friends, you know, their contacts, and then to their parents, to you know, teachers, schools. You know, I mean, just think about what you have, what what an average person, what information any of us have on their laptops or on their phones right it's just unlimited
1: most definitely most definitely and it's just to to know what you're (laughs) just so much information that uh and and with schools obviously one of the things is is all that personal information that's there um family information and and, um just talk it's just a a, an enormous amount so yeah it's it's amazing what they put at risk especially for their families if they're not paying attention to that yeah, you know, right. One of the things that uh, you know, do you teach t- teachers how to talk about this as well? Do you have some way of having that uh, conversation? I mean, can you we talk a little bit about that?
0: I I think so. I mean, our course, right now we're thinking about um, uh, developing a version that is um, targeted at teachers and educators. I mean, it, it's the whole ecosystem, Steve. Right? You can't you can't just work on one of um one component in the ecosystem and neglects so definitely teachers and uh, school leaders uh they need to um make sure that they are equipped with the right set of skills uh to to deal with this situation and, and and have enough there's there must be i i can see a point where um it will be a requirement um a minimum um, level of knowledge and skills uh, related to cybersecurity. I think we're heading in that direction, um, but uh, the answer is definitely yes. Um, I mean, like anything else, right? Um, you can't just focus on the children. It's actually even parents, adults, etc. you know, they also um, um, should invest in making sure they have they they know how to protect their data and their information and their houses and their homes and their workplaces and 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 whatever environment they they exist in.
1: So much so that's so important, and it's just and it's it's just sad because I you know a lot of times the kids, even though they may not exactly know all of in and out what they're doing, <laughs> although they have right. exposure to it, they still have a, a lot of times greater understanding than the adults who are, may only be a few years older than them in the classroom. And it's just funny because adults a lot of times have the problem of thinking, um, hey, I'm the adult, I know better. And uh, and then suddenly they pushed on the little green button that <laughs> that held the school system for ransom. You know? uh,
0: exactly, exactly. Um, we also do have, there, there is a, a it seems to be a clear pattern that indicates that schools and and district districts that deal with a larger number of students, you know, thus larger volumes of information, are most affected by cybercrime. And and there could be you know uh, there could be a lot of reasons behind that. You know, first of all, l- larger large schools districts manage more technology devices and systems than smaller enrollment districts, and you know they have more students and and uh, employees using this technology Um, smaller enrollment uh, translates to offering a smaller threat profile to malicious actors and a lower chance of being affected by user actions you know whether intentional or by mistake Um, also incidents that occur in a, a smaller school districts may be less likely to become publicly disclosed than in larger more urban school districts but there is a pattern at the end of the day and, and it does exist and it can happen to either to any size you know but in general there's a pattern that shows that um uh, larger school systems are targeted more
1: that's that's interesting because it's it's you know it's one of the things that i just it makes me, uh, yeah, just, I, I, just as a side note, I got to go back to this because it keeps popping in my head. I mean, in the 80s, there was a whole bunch of movies that dealt with this topic of, and everybody laughed at them because, you know, like in one movie, the principal's sitting there looking at the screen and right in front of his eyes, the kid's attendance is changing you know it's going from bad oh, to, yeah. to perfect and you know and over in another movie there's uh, they're messing around with grades and the kid suddenly has a great uh, he, he knows not to give himself A's so he gives himself B's yeah, and C's yeah. you know that type of thing and and, oh, yeah. and and we're way beyond that now we're talking about you know not kids messing with their grades we're talking about people just trying to get at all that information that uh, everything from uh you know addresses to uh, um, kids' real names to anything that could be identified with financial uh, documents as well and stuff like that.
0: Right, right, it's definitely, I think um, um, the, the school that I was talking about earlier, um, it's, it's a Buffalo uh, public school, I think. Um, it happened in March. Hackers were actually able to shut down classes for days. They were able to steal sensitive student and employee information and destroy vital school records. Um, we think the payout is around $10 million uh, out of this attack. There was wow. another, you know, there, a recent news found that IT staff uh, were cautious of an attack months prior, but due to bad judgment and an absent cyber insurance policy, they failed to stop the attack.
1: That's crazy. That is, it's just... It's just insane to think that, uh, and and of all things, schools that it's like we don't need to be spending money on that. We got other things, right. and and now we got to spend money on trying to figure out how to get our data released and uh, or right. whatever else they destroyed. That's that's just amazing. Uh, and and I think of and that's what's cool about your course, you know, is the idea of making um, kids and you know aware of uh, what it is they're putting at risk um, if they're uh, if they don't understand how to behave. I guess. I I mean,
0: I really I really think schools are not doing enough to protect and inform students about the cyber crime affecting them, you know, with federal funding um, as a result of COVID right now, schools, I think, have a unique opportunity to pay for training courses. Like the cyber citizenship course, you know, if if a school is improving cybersecurity to better meet the educational and other needs of students related to preventing, preparing for or responding to COVID-19, it may use elementary and secondary school emergency relief funds, the ESSER, um, to achieve those goals. And so um, there's there's a lot to be done here, and uh, there's definitely room for improvement.
1: Oh, I definitely agree with you, because this is, this is something that, uh, you know, I can't say it enough. I mean, it's funny. We're in a world right now where, um, lot because of COVID, lots of places have gone to, they don't want to, you know, there's, like, if you go to some theme parks and things like this, they don't want to take money. They want to just have right. cards, and and right. they'll actually take, They some of them have created kiosks where you can go in the beginning to, Um, you stick your credit card in there and then it creates a little card and then you can scan the card when you go around the park. So you're not going to lose your credit card information, but it, you know, there's, and then there's stores that they want to just use your phone and, you know, you you have that or your, or your special watch, (laughs) I'm on on purpose, not saying the name of companies, but you know, it's, but it's just an amazing, you know, we're getting so much into this type of world that it's also got to make us so vulnerable to stuff that we have no clue is going to happen.
0: Absolutely. It's and everything, you know, it might be more convenient, uh, faster to process things, but along with that, you, no one tells you about the risks, right? It just, oh, someone just scan this or get that or, you know, it's, you know, but uh, on the other hand, there's a bunch of risks that are associated with all these amazing new technologies and, and developments. That we need to be aware of and on top of, uh, and just equipped with the right set of skills and knowledge to make sure that um, no one can misuse those while we're using them.
1: Uh, Makes perfect sense. Uh, You know, how long does it take to do the course? I mean, is it? I mean, is it weeks? Is it days? Is it hours? Um,
0: I think if a student. I mean, it, it can be done in 10 hours, 10, 11, 12 maximum hours, you know, um, and, and a student can, you know, can finish that in in, in, a, in a couple of days or three days. But I don't think um, it's uh, logical to assume that this will happen. So, you know, they can just divide it up, you know, spend it an hour or two a day, um, pause for a while and come back to it. Until it's fully um, uh, finished, and, and and the student can successfully answer all the questions and pass through the assessment.
1: Excellent, excellent. So it's not—it's uh, we're not talking about a doctoral degree here. We're,
0: we're no, <laughs> no. We need to say practical, prioritize, you know, engaging. So there are a lot of factors that um, were built into the decision around the size of the course.
1: Very cool. So, so uh, we're getting close to finishing up. And uh, w- one of the things I, w- I want to make sure that, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, one of the aspects of this is not only doing the course in cybersecurity, but it's also about exposing people to uh, kids to possible careers in these fields. And and right. do you have anything else you want to share about that type of thing, about sharing with them, you know, where the future might lead them, that path? Is there anything there?
0: Um, uh, there, are two, there are two points here. Um, we don't know anything about, if, about fields that we were not exposed to, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and there is so much shortage right now in the workplace and it's, it's predicted to even grow more and more uh, over the next few decades, as far as availability of, um, of uh, people with the right set of like degrees and, and training in the field of cyber uh, security. And that's a big problem, right? Because it seems like there's a growing number of hackers. We don't have data, we don't have statistics, but obviously from all the cyber crimes that are taking place and, and the growing threat and, and ransom and, and, and what have you, you know. So, and 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 so these careers are pretty. You know, I'm not I'm not promoting anything. That's not my career. So. But there is a real shortage in the marketplace um, and, you know, the entire marketplace and the dynamics of the marketplaces and the workforce is just is just changing so quickly. You know, and I know that every year um, students just, you know, it's it's a big question and dialogue at home. You know, what do you want to study? What do you want to major in? You know, what fields? And, and we just need to, to put that field on the map and start early by exposing students to that kind of um, of, of pathway, if you want. Okay. And, and another um, area that came up from a potential uh, customer of ours, and it's a government, that we haven't thought about. Uh, they're discussing with us um, uh, the possibility of of making this a track to encourage um, uh, girls to go into STEMS, um, and, and honestly we didn't, we were not thinking about that, you know, we were not thinking about any specific gender going into the um, development of the, of the course, uh, but um, they would like to use it to encourage uh, young girls and into um, going into the, the field of um, cyber uh, security and or other related uh, STEMS um, 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 areas. Um, So that also is coming up. Um, But the main issue is there is a real gap um, in the uh, workforce wise um, that we think, we hope that our course and courses like that will contribute into bridging.
1: That's excellent. I love it. And this is, it's so needed. It, uh, the, you know, it's it to be able to expose them to show um, what, you know, potential career paths and it, and it's just a cool thing because, I mean, it's one of those things that uh, um, you're right about. It's so needed. I mean, it, there's, we got lots of the technology everywhere, but not a lot of people who know how to guard the castle from, <laughs> from the attackers. So. I,
0: and, and honestly now, I mean, in retrospect, I'm like, why didn't we think about that? before like all of us in the education sector right 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 technology coming in and and it was just like okay let's train students on how to use you know basic email and how to word and and powerpoint presentations and you know but but then there's that side that has been neglected for so long until now things are exploding and we can't look the other way anymore
1: most definitely not and i just as a side note i have to say this because you know we're uh, we're not sponsored by Zoom, but I use Zoom, and we're using that. And I thought it was funny when in the beginning, um, as people were going virtual, um, they started experiencing you know, the, the, Zoom, <laughs> the the Zoom hacker thing going on. And, and really what that was was kids sharing the information about <laughs> when we're going to have this class meeting, and here's the information to get into it. And And then right. so suddenly, guess what? The behavior that happens... <laughs> because it's I mean, not right it was exactly
0: it's, it's been a learning curve for a lot of us <laughs> and
1: yes it has.
0: I'm sure I'm sure there would be an article or some research or some book about all the mishaps that have taken place during the past couple of years very, with using technology
1: very much so it'd make a good book right there that's for sure because this is we all you know at the time exasperating and now kind of funny and because we're solving them but, in the, but like you said it's like you, you think we would have thought about some of this stuff it's like do you think right. do you think we need to put a password on this you know, and tell the kids don't share the password. Anyway, I just think it's funny. That's good stuff. Well, well um, Hanina, it's, it's been awesome talking with you today. And um, before we finish up, because I got two last questions I want to ask you here in just a second. Uh, where would you send someone who would like to connect or, or and or learn more?
0: Um, I mean, our website is probably a, a good place to start. You know, it's uh, novicegroup.co. Uh, So novus, dot co, Um, And um, and there's a way to contact. We are very good um, in responding to emails and questions and following up. And and, uh, I personally, along with the person who is in charge of that, uh, check emails and and check messages and, and try to be as responsive as possible more than happy to answer any questions respond to emails you know get on a phone um, uh, explain more uh, talk about um, the uh, specific characteristics of the program and even in many cases we're um, receiving requests for um, different types of uh, offerings you know can you tailor the, the program can you can you make sure the course uh, includes um, another um, agenda that a school is interested in. And so we're open to all of that.
1: That's excellent. Love it. It's it's good stuff. I'll put the uh, website in the show notes so that they can easily find that link to, uh, to go learn some more information. Um, I, I got two last questions for you, Nina. And the first one goes like this. How do you keep going when so much is going on that uh, you may want to quit?
0: <laughs> well, I'm not going to deny it, you know, every now and then. <laughs> I can't do this anymore, comes to mind, especially during COVID days. But but the answer is there's so much to do. There's just so much to do. I literally wake up in the morning with, with motivated with new ideas that I want to pursue and, and follow up on. And 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 so I just and the need is so big, you know, having work, I've been working in the education sector for years, and there are many issues around equity, accessibility. Uh, making sure we give every child a fair chance to flourish. And, and that requires, um, that requires a lot of work and a lot of energy. And so that, I think that's what motivates me. That's what keeps me going.
1: Love that answer. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, Last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given a chance to say, thank you?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Now that was long time ago. We're not talking about. We're not. We're not going to mention years or age right now. But uh, there was a teacher. Her her words to me still ring in my ears until this very day. Um, her name um, is Laila. and whenever um, any of us would make a mistake or um, not perform, or she would just look us in the eyes and say, "Never give up." It, it might sound now like a small thing but for a child you know for a teacher to really look you in the eyes and say you cannot give up you understand never give up i don't want to hear the word impossible i don't want to hear the word difficult you can do it so she's just like such a motivating um uh, power and and i just keep thinking about her all the time and and i think she played an important role. Um, in who I am
1: right now. That is so awesome. So cool. Thanks for sharing. And uh, Hanin, it's this, this been so cool talking with you today. Thanks for sharing about the Novus Consulting Group, about the, uh, the uh, student cybersecurity courses that you offer and uh, the need for cybersecurity awareness and, and the possible career paths that, that exists as a result of it. You know, it's so awesome. And this is such a much-needed focus. I so agree with you that, uh, you know, we, we, we need to make sure we've got this uh, out there for the kids. Uh, Wishing you the best in all you do. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, and have a great day.
1: Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. (laughs)